Welcome to Soul Traders Podcast. I'm Bo. And I'm Amy. Our podcast is for creatives and freelancers who want to build an intentional business in alignment with their life and their values. We release a new episode every week. Hit subscribe on your preferred platform to stay in the loop. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Noongar people on Wajuk, Manang and Bibbulmun, Budja. happy to share a conversation we had recently with Lucy Peach. Lucy is a performer, author, podcaster and self-proclaimed period preacher. She wants you to have your greatest period ever. In fact, she wrote and performed a show for Fringe World in 2017 called My Greatest Period Ever and she hasn't stopped since. The latest iteration of this project is Uh, of Lucy's is called Period Queen. It's a book and a podcast. Lucy's work is about empowering women to observe and understand their menstrual cycles and hopefully learn to leverage the unique opportunities that come with them. Bo and I asked Lucy about her creative work, how she manages her energy throughout the month and what advice she would give to soul traders who have a cycle. Hey, Amy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. Hi. How's everyone going today? How are you, Amy? I'm good. Not a lot of sleep (laughs) happening, but I'm okay. I've got a big coffee. Who needs sleep? How much sleep did you have? Uh, You you don't want to know, Lucy. You really don't. I I do. I do. I do. I've got a baby that he wants to co-sleep and I don't want him to co-sleep. So it's kind of like an argument we have that goes all night. Oh, wow. Okay. So about so, that much. Oh, wow. Okay. So today's just an elongation of yesterday it's pretty and the day much. before. It all There's blends actually in. nothing's Exciting. breaking it up. What about you, Lucy? Um, how did I sleep or how am I? Both. Uh, They're sort of related, I guess. Yeah. I, I slept pretty well. I don't feel great saying that in front of you, Amy, but um, okay. I had a really good sleep. And, um, yeah, look, I am day 11 so doo, I doo. am, yeah, in the doo-doo pre-ovulatory phase and I've just come back from a trip and I somehow, while I was away, um, my son was logging onto my email account. Anyway, such that I can't get emails on my phone now, which is amazing. That's great. And I'm still in that sort of um, twilight zone of not knowing what's going on and feeling a little bit like I'm having internal connections because I need to get organised. But I also just am like maybe I could go and buy a van too and be a gypsy and to hell with it all. So that's how I am. I mean, you would obviously be gypsying within Western Australia at this time. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Pretty big place though. It is. It is. There's a lot of of space. But also I was surprised at how few roads there actually are that aren't four-wheel drive. Like you can't just go, I'm going that way. See you later. Like, you need to sort of need to level up. And you do a need a four wheel drive up yeah. north, I reckon. Yep. Yep. So, that's my. Well, that was all super professional to start. Mm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I'll uh, Tick. try and keep that I'm up. I'm impressed with everyone. Yeah. So, everyone's professionalism. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Um, I've got a question for you, Lucy. But wait. You've been... What day are you? Oh, wait. What day oh, are 21. you? 21. 21. Yeah. And how long is your so cycle? Yes, 28 days. Okay. Yeah, so yesterday so I have a 
no, I have a sort of downturn actually at this time. Okay. Um, where I, this is where, um, so a lot of people listening know about, um, you know, I talk a lot about copyright and licensing and things like that with photography and stuff like that. Now's the time when I, I start to go after people. Like usually I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just using my Amazon phone. Ha, ha, it's fine. I don't really care and it happens every day and whatever. And then yesterday I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going in. <laughs> the blue-coloured glasses are on. Yes. <laughs> so then I do that and then I, you know, and then a little bit of time passed. So I've actually got a sort of more copyright and licensing menstrual cycle that so, you know, really just to add to people's confusion about when and how they can use photos, they also need to, you know, overlay my menstrual cycle onto their use of images and then, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, people. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> and and so so, so, so don't ask you, me quick. Eight, eight, eight. Stop it. You're asking okay. me questions. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. All right. All right. But wait. What day I know are you, Amy? Um, not anything. Yeah. I'm in breastfeeding land. You're breastfeeding. How long have you been breastfeeding for? Uh, a whole nine months. Okay. That's how old my baby is. Okay. And it'll go on. I think he's pretty boob focused. This it. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't get him to take a bottle. He's a boob guy. He's a boob guy. (laughs) Okay. Because some people get their period back even though they're um, breastfeeding. No. Yeah, it's really different for everyone, isn't it? No, no. I think it's going to be a few more months. In fact, I've got a question There is no way you are doing this again. There is no (laughs) way you are co-sleeping, boob feeding and potentially busting out another one. The show is not started. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, cool. Just wanted to get that. Thanks Just for your wisdom. To know where everyone was. All right. It's like a little yeah. map. Thank you, buddy. Bit of a lay yeah. of the land. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, Lucy, is I've seen you um, play as a musician for many years, um, but I wondered, I, I wasn't sure about how you suddenly, well, it seemed sudden to me, were educating people about periods. So w- what happened there and did I miss something along the way? Well... Basically, no, you didn't miss anything, but yeah, you, I've, I I guess I've had like two parallel kind of, um, careers and one was in sexual health by day. And then I was, um, a musician by night and never the twain shall meet. And, um, I sort of, I did use a bit of music in, um, sexual health education. I used to do this activity with girls and boys, where we would get songs and then we would kind of look at the lyrics and we'd rewrite them from a more feminist perspective or things like that. So I kind of used music in sexual health, but um, understanding the menstrual cycle was something that came to me um, around reading Miranda Gray's Optimised Woman in 2008. And so then I just really took hold of that whole idea of using your cycle to do your life better um and had you know all the fervor of a new convert and mostly people just thought I was a weirdo which I was not unfamiliar with and um and then it was while we were making a music video uh about four years ago that um I was just sort of mentioned in passing that I was in this particular phase and that's why I was going to wear that particular lipstick and there was a guy, Alan Gilrod, whom I will be forever grateful to 
Bless you, Alan. And um, he used to be a clown in the Cirque du Soleil. And, and he was like, what is this phase? What are, you, what are you talking about? And so I gave him a little synopsis, which was basically just this, and I'll do it in one minute, I promise, that, you know, within each menstrual cycle you have different hormones um, and that throughout the course of the month you have four distinct phases and that you can use them and you can really um, plan for them and predict them and schedule around them and just use them as a bit of a lens to understand yourself. And he said, you should make a show about this. And I thought, that's ridiculous, but yeah, let's do it. And um, and so then I just sort of did it and I didn't really have any idea of what would happen. I just hoped that I wouldn't have to pay a bill at the end because no one bought tickets and then I'd have to pay for the all the things. And then it's just really kept going. It's just kind of um, been this really amazing kind of ride that's been so much fun to keep exploring in so many different mediums and um, I have the support of my partner, Richard Burney, who's a creative director. So if I ever kind of want to make something, then I can say, hey, can you blah, 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 and then he'll help me make images out of it or whatever. You know, we kind of create the content together or the content, as I like to say. Speaking of um, um, creative I loved, um, outcomes. Oh, sorry, Amy. I just wanted to quickly say I loved your the first stand-up of my greatest period ever um, oh, that was for adults the and then one. later, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, when it was sort of in that tiny comedy space. The tiny, space. tiny, yeah. Yeah, and then um, but later it sort of rolled out into the Fringe Festival in a way that included um, younger people, younger, a younger audience mm. basically and I was, mm-hmm. um, I got to take my stepdaughter and her boyfriend and my daughter and my son um, mm. to the show that had that pitch for that age group and I think there's mm. been a lot in the time between say when you read The Optimised Woman in 2008 and the time mm. when I'm taking my three kids partners husband to your show um, it's just been amazing I feel like you've been really at the forefront of bringing something like The Optimised Woman into something that we can actually understand now um, mm. And I've really enjoyed that. And I think my kids have really benefited from that. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's been a, it's been really interesting to sort of watch that arc and be on that arc with you. Well, it's, um, it's But a then time. to also have my kids on that arc. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, like, and I'm amazed as well at how much the conversation around periods, women's bodies, people that have periods has really changed in the last four years, you know. And I know it's partly because that's the world that I've created for myself. So on Instagram, you know, it's feminism, houseplants and periods and that's all I see. What a great echo chamber. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I watch the news and you just think, wow, that's, yeah, that's a lot going on. It's it's terrifying, yeah. But so for young young people especially, I'm, I'm just so excited about how you know, they have this whole other language now and um, pride in their bodies that I'm sure is not across the board but um, mm. is really um, 
exciting to see kind of burgeoning. You know, lots of young women are like, I'm not going on the pill. I don't want to put those chemicals in my body. I want to know my cycle and I want to, you know, and I can't imagine being with a guy who doesn't know about my cycle and I'm like, oh, yes. It's so exciting. It is, yeah, yeah. So, um, Lucy, I've been um, reading the book and uh, listening to the podcast. I, I've been really enjoying the podcast. In particular, um, I really loved the take episode where you chatted with Clementine Ford Um it's a fabulous episode and I thought um, one thing that really resonated with me um, was the idea of kind of turning this um, premenstrual fa- phase on its head um, so and, and seeing like the, the silver lining, I suppose. Um, in particular, it never occurred to me to channel that sort of fractious, I think you describe it as crunchy kind of energy of the of the premenstrual phase um, into creativity, like mm. lock myself away and make in that period. It never occurred to me. And I'm, I've got to say, I'm very excited like when I get my period back to, to do that because I think, you know, um, that's just such an exciting opportunity. So can you talk a little bit about creativity and your cycle and kind of what you found? Well, I suppose like um, when I first started understanding that part of my cycle um, and realising that, you know, you have this sort of, um, uh, I guess, heightened awareness of everything that is wrong to put it nicely. And so, you know, you look around and you're like, oh, all these things are kind of, you, you know, can, can be sort of irritating. And um, and then the other side of that is that you put that lens on yourself and you, you think of all the things that are wrong with yourself and with all of the things that you're making or whatever. But if you kind of, if you can kind of, um, because I guess also what comes with that phase is this, um, uh, I don't know, is it a less fucks given sort of mentality where you're just like, you know, I don't care what anyone else thinks. And so if you can kind of combine those two things to do something creative and, you know, being creative just literally for me because people always say, oh, well, I'm not creative or I'm not arty or I don't rah, rah, rah. But we are. We all have things that we like making, you know, we do. And whether that's, you know, cooking or crochet or graffiti or whatever it is, like, whatever that thing is that, you know, gets you in the flow and makes you forget what the time is, rah, rah, rah. So if you can do that thing when you have that critical, crunchy energy and lose yourself in a little, lose yourself in that a little bit and remember that what it is that makes you feel connected to that part of yourself, particularly then, I think um, it's protective because you don't then channel that critical no fucks given, everything is wrong with everything onto people around you um, <laughs> or inward to yourself or to your the walls that have marks all over them. You also make stuff as well and you get good at the thing that you're doing and I think I just look back at myself as like a sort of 18 to 27-year-old and I think about all of the energy that I spent on you know, sort of obsessing over relationships. And it's not to say that people don't piss you off and that they don't, that those situations don't deserve to be critically analysed and explored because they do. And it is also a good time to do that as well. 
But I just think about the time that I spent on, on you know, is this right or what's wrong with that? When if I had have just taken up macrame and done it for two hours every month, I would be an expert right now. I would, you know, like just So that many time. regrets. Yeah, yeah. So... So now I just, yeah, it's, and, and then, so then I started writing songs around that time. I would literally block out two days where I didn't mm. put things in the diary and I didn't answer the phone to everybody and um, I didn't really Good call care if I had sardines on toast. Yeah, I just was like, okay, this is going to be where I'm directing my energies to making the thing and even if I make the thing and it's, not very good in inverted commas. It doesn't matter. It's actually just about spending time with that part of myself. And I found that when I did that, then I would feel um, a lot less shitty over things like people saying, you know, where is my X, Y, Z? So does that answer the question? Where's my socks? It does. Yeah, where's my sock? Um, where's the... Oh, God. <laughs> so annoying. Um, <laughs> so annoying. Um. I think it's interesting. I think what Amy's asking and what you're sort of speaking to is the part of the cycle that has gotten so much bad press. It's mm. used as a weapon against mm. women um, mm. to talk about, you know, PMT and it's just this or it's just that to belittle mm. um, your irrational contributions. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's really um important for us to feel that we can claim that time that -hmm. we can put a positive spin on it and see that it has its place and I think we've been told our entire lives that it it doesn't have a place in our body in our you know at work it definitely doesn't have a place um, Mm -hmm. those sorts of things so I think that's a really I think that's why Amy asked that because it's probably in some ways that critical um, you know point to to turn on I guess Mm -hmm. um speaking of uh work and um soul traders podcast is really for people running their own small business um Mm. we talk a lot about how to build businesses that are sustainable for that one person and Mm. I think we probably have three male listeners um I'd say that 90 million percent of our listeners are probably women but um and then there's a percentage of those women who are menstruating women and so when you're business, um, you know, relies solely on one person and that one Mm. person is a menstruating woman. Um, Do you have any thoughts around how um, the the menstrual cycle can, um, you know, embellish or, you know, embolden or, you know, how it might be used in a positive way in business? Mm. Oh, only 7 million thoughts. Um. (laughs) Seven million. Okay, that's fine. Let's start with one A. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, like, um, I mean, to break it down to the most um, basic unit for me is like every day just sort of saying, where am I? What day am I? And what am I going to, what do I, how do I want to spend myself today? How am I going to bring the energy that I have today and so I guess like once you've tracked your own cycle because the other thing is you know I can sort of talk about you know 
um, an overview of how you might feel in the four different phases, but everybody is so different and, and has their own challenges um, and opportunities. And once you've sort of tracked your cycle for a few months, you start to really see like, okay, yep, so, you know, in the couple of days before I ovulate, I always feel really um, agitated and a bit anxious and like, why aren't I doing all of these 11 million things right now and impatient, um, uh, you know, or, yeah, and, and, then, and then sort of anticipating those days and those sort of prickly moments and then being able to plan around them. And I think, you know, there's micro and there's macro in, in everything, isn't there, with, with planning and, and having your own business. Um, I mean, one really useful thing I think for for people like us and for maybe your listeners is having someone else that you can kind of have this ongoing conversation with about your cycle, having people that you can kind of, um, you know, like, you know, I've noticed sometimes I have friends who are kind of in it with me and, and we're at the same point in the cycle and then I have um, like another set of friends who are like two weeks out and so they're kind of on that on the other side of the menstrual world, if you like. And so you might just be like, mm. oh, God, it's all too hard. Nah, rah, rah. And then you might ring someone. They're like, no, no, you just need to blah, 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 and blah, 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 and I can do this and you can do that and you should call this person and da, da, da. And it's like, oh, thank goodness. Like you don't have to be everything all the time. And I guess when you're a sole trader, you kind of do have to be everything all of the time. But if mm. you have that permission and the license to just be like, okay, cool, I have my period this week, I'm not – I'm not going to schedule, you know, all of the big things. Um, or if I do have to schedule a big thing, then I'm going to put some scaffolding around it and I'm going to make sure I'm not also cooking dinner for nine people and, you know, doing too much onerous additional activities. Mm. Um, yeah. That's kind of the the medium between micro and macro. But, like, for instance, I'm looking at um, writing an online course and I'm – you know, there's so many ways that you could do that, but I'm going to schedule my planning for how I create it over six months and I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, brainstorm all of the the big pieces and then dig in and find out the little pieces that make up all the big pieces and then assign mm. those to different parts of the month. So, you know, there are times where it's going to be more just dog work and just kind of churning stuff out you know, when you're feeling really energetic and kind of on the go, there are other times when I'm going to need help and I'm going to need to call people. I'm going to need to brainstorm and be more collaborative. Um, yeah. So I guess just really, um, kind of fitting your life into your cycle as much as possible is, um, such a great thing. And, um, you know, when I first started talking about that, it felt like this was this really kind of privileged luxury to be able to do, but you know what? I feel like we're all kind of just getting a little bit more wise to the idea that, you know, mm. we can use solar power, we can compost, we can have a four-day week and be more productive than we would if we did five days. Like we, you know, we're not robots and we're built this way for mm. a reason and we might as well use it. And, you know, all the time people are telling me the ways that they use their cycle, even if it's just, you know, getting their calendar and highlighting like, okay, well, this week you know, is for this colour and, you know, the menstrual dream phase or, you know, and so they can just see it. 
and then have that added understanding about when they schedule things in. They can check where they are, you know, so... Mm. Yeah, I just think that's so exciting. And thanks for giving that um, example of a project that Mm. you're looking at and how you're kind of going to think about your energy and and how you and where you're creative and where you want to collaborate because I think that really helps. Um, I guess I think from what what um, you're saying and from your book and podcast, I think the number one thing that you're talking about is awareness. and I think that that there's a there's just such a big space for that. You're right, like awareness of composting and solar power, and but awareness of opportunities that our mm. our biology provides. Um, I'm interested to know for anyone who isn't bleeding, who doesn't have a menstrual cycle right now, like me, for example, um, and maybe some of our other listeners. Um, what can I do? How can I, um, like, can I look at the moon cycles or like, if I'm interested in kind of creating that awareness, um, like are moon cycles too woo or do you have any ideas for me? Oh, look, you've caught me at the beginning of my full woo, um, moment because I, you know, for so long, I feel like I was kind of given lots of reward for not being too woo and, oh, you're a science teacher and, you know, um, you know, it's facts and it's great and we do, we do, oh, we don't, we don't want to howl up the moon and be too woo, heaven forbid, you know. And um, now I'm just like, oh, fuck it, just go full woo and see where that takes you, yeah. you know. That's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, <laughs> shit, you know, I might only be doing this for another 10 years. Like what if I don't go woo enough and then I regret it? Um, <laughs> what if you don't so- go the full woo? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm really You don't just... want to regret that in the same way that you regretted the macrame thing from 18 to I know. 27. Well, exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the short answer is, oh, my God, the moon. Like, really, whoever said it was too woo can just get stuffed because how amazing is it that we have this nightly display and daily of um, what it means to shift and shape and change in a really regular way and, um, yeah, to just have this beacon of, of, of time that totally lines up with our own cycle. And so I think the moon is a fabulous way to be connected to a cycle and to just notice how your energy changes over the month and whether you have, um, you know, a problematic cycle or even if you're on the pill or whatever is going on for you. Obviously, if, you, um, if you're breastfeeding, then you possibly won't have a regular cycle, at least, you know, for quite a while. Um, if you're on hormonal contraception, you're not going to have um, an uninterrupted menstrual cycle because the whole point is that it stops you from ovulating, which is what makes all of your hormones and gives you your cycle and your phases but within all of that I think there is some sort of ancient body memory and looking at the moon is just um, a great way to just notice where you are and to notice you know how you feel and um, absolutely that's a wonderful way that's to great just sort of I feel like you've given me permission and I really needed it because I'm married to a doctor and he yeah. any woo stuff he's just like oh Amy <laughs> but I'm just gonna own it 
I'm yeah. going to howl at the moon. I'm so excited. Well, Thank do you, you know, like I, I kind of was, you know, I've always, the moon's great. It's beautiful. It's lovely. You know, everyone loves the moon. There's no doubt about it. But about a year and a half ago, I really sort of thought um, I'm just going to be a little bit more intentional about my relationship with the moon. I realise how weird that is to say that out loud and I'm there's a part of myself that is laughing at my own woo. But I didn't do anything major. I wasn't like, honestly, I, I dripping and going out to no, a farm. No, I mean, and- all I did, and this is honest truth, all I did was I literally, when I saw it, I just looked at it for a little bit longer. I just was like, just had a little, hey, hey. And I just sort of, I just spent a bit of time just having a little look. And within about six months, my cycle had aligned up with the moon. And That's very woo. Love it, it is pretty woo. But now it's really cool. And and like I said, I've noticed that I have friends who are kind of with me around the moon, so they'll bleed around the new moon, which is so nice. And the other thing I've noticed too is that like in the few days before the new moon when there's just like that tiny little fingernail left and, you know, I'll may, obviously I may be projecting, but I do notice like, you know, my kids and my partner and people around me and, I've noticed Richard, you know, like, oh, my God, everyone at work's just like there's this and there's that and, and there's this, this, this sort of collective feeling that everyone is a little bit premenstrual. It's like we're all kind of waiting for that, oh, you know, for that new moon to come. Um, and, yeah, so that's just, just really kind of interesting to have that all lined up. Um, and then there's, yeah, this whole group of other people who then ovulating on the new moon who are sort of, you know, they're the people. They're my go-to people for you know if I'm just needing a bit extra at that time. So, I really um, enjoy your commentary on Instagram um, around what day you're on and what's happening for you and and the photos that you post. Um, there was about a year where my cycle was lined up with yours, and cool. I absolutely adored. You know, every time I'd open Instagram, you would have articulated how I was feeling that day, which was really nice. But we've splintered off now. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, well, of course, yeah. I've got a, I've got a, um, a friend who I swim with and we mm. spend a lot of time down here, you know, in the ocean doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And we were um, in opposition for a long mm. time where, you mm. know, one of us would be, yeah, so we were always in a, in a two-week um, oppositional part mm. of our cycles. And um, so being out in the ocean, you really... Um, uh, you sort of, you know, you meet everything about yourself when you submerge your body mm. into the ocean. And um, we would always be, one of us would be like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> the other one would always be like, I'm just trying to take it easy. And anyway, as a, I don't know if it was a year or so went on, um, our cycle slowly closed, that gap closed and closed and mm. closed until we were always cycling together and, and still do, which is so great. And mm. so, our, so our swimming kind of brought that together, mm. Mm. which was That's really gorgeous. nice. You've um, got a swimming coven. I love it. Yes. We do have a swimming coven. Yep, we really do. And it's also that, you know, like what you're saying, Lucy, about, you know, 
just spending a bit more time looking at the moon. And I think it's also just being part of nature and the essence of what mm. it is to be human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can connect with that through the moon, through the ocean, any mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. being in nature. And, you know, over COVID times, I think it's been interesting that people have been, you know, realising that that's the place, that's the place of solace. Um, mm. That's the place where we can be to, you know, we're all having to spend um you know, not so much in Western Australia, but a lot more time alone. And that time Mm -hmm. alone um, is really warmed by being in nature alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been something that I've noticed people talking about a lot that they've not, or something that they've felt disconnected from and now are connected Mm -hmm. to. Um, When you were talking about the phases of the moon, um, I was, it made me think about all the other cycles that are happening. Um, you know, there's all there's lots of other cycles sort of overlaying onto mm. one another, and you know, mm-hmm. there's um, you know we've put things on structures onto those. So the Chinese have the an astrological. You know, we were talking about it before. You're a monkey, and it's you know we're all part of this sort of animal regime that's going around in twelve year cycles. So we sort of looped in on that, and then you know, right all the way to other structures that we create like bass and the taxia. I think about things mm. like that and the way that loops into every other mm. cycle and I'm always, you know, there's times when I'm very happy to do my tax. I'm like, yes, because mm. I just want to do this one task that has zero emotional mm. content and I can just tick and tick and tick and, you know, I'm just pushing some numbers around and it's a really pleasant thing. And then other times in my business, all I'm thinking is I've just got a total over, you know, I've got, a, I can zoom right out and I can start to see um, my perspective is just much bigger. I start thinking about what things have been like for the last few years, what they could be like for the next few years. Mm. Um, and that's not a place that I can tap into all of the time. So, mm. um, so when you're there. Awareness, yeah, and really running with it and going, I'm not mm. going to have this next week. Mm. I'm really going to, mm-hmm. you know, give it a little bit of space. And mm-hmm. because I work on a, I've got another cycle of work that is related to school terms. Mm. And I, I have a three week cycle inside school terms. And then I don't go up to work in the school holidays. So I've got this other kind of overlaid thing. And I'm always trying to, um, to I guess, access ways I'm I'm a real lover of efficiency so I'm always trying to access ways to make that run smoother and I think um you know when I I read The Optimized Woman I think about the same time you did and then um I got the Flow app which is just Mm -hmm. like a tracking sort of thing Mm -hmm. um which really I think that's that sort of thing where you start touching on on actually tracking and writing down stuff about mm. your cycle mm-hmm. um, and then seeing how that related to my business because my mm. business is very much an extension of my personal, mm-hmm. you know, of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to, you know, when for you, you've probably seen all of those things, the way that people are talking about it, the way that people are implementing this stuff in their life. Um, have you got any have, thoughts around how um you know, if someone isn't, if they're not someone who's tracking their cycle or they're not someone who's had a lot of, um, you know, thoughts about this, and that includes men who live and work with women, um, Mm. you know, do you have any, you know, thoughts on how people might sort of start to integrate this sort of stuff? Um, Well, 
like I said before, I think just noticing, like just saying, okay, for three months I'm going to just go on this exploration and I'm, and I'm just going to, you know, be curious and notice where I am and how that feels mm. every day. You know, maybe a line in the morning, like how I feel when I wake up and what sort of energy have I got to spend and then a line at night, how was it today being in the world with that, with mm. where I'm at today. Yeah. And then, you know, once yeah. you get sort of three months worth, you, you start to see patterns and, you know, it's been interesting to communicate that to a partner because then, you know, when I have a day where I'm like, you know, frustrated because I can't do all of these things or I'm overwhelmed, you know, he is then able to say, oh, what day are you? And not in a, oh, my God, are you But like, you know, what, what else is going on for you? How else can I meet you where you are and mm. give support, you know? And maybe, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that um, – because I guess like it's one of those things, it's like if you decide, discover a new exercise thing or a new way of eating, if you're sort of doing it all on your own. I mean, we're not, we're not in isolation. We have so many circles that we're a part of and that revolve mm. around us that, mm. um, that, you know, when you can sort of bring, you know, like you said, efficiency and awareness to, then everything just kind of gets, you know, a bit more grease on it. And, um, mm. yeah, so I, I mean, the first thing is really just, yeah, giving yourself some time and permission to really um, explore it. And a lot of people say, you know what, my life is great, my life is fine, I don't care about my period, um, I really don't notice anything. Um, and, you know, that's cool too, but I guess, like, if you just, um, yeah, just go on a little journey, then maybe you will notice something and maybe you'll discover some some other facet of yourself that you haven't explored that gives you a portal into, you know, creativity or productivity or connectivity or, you know, self-care or whatever it is. So I think just just noticing to begin with um, and then once you've recorded some of that stuff, you've got hard data on yourself. You know, there's this whole, you know, wearing Fitbits and whatever. I mean, that's great. But it's like having some sort of um, quantitative, um, you know, data around how you feel um, and and being able to really see whether there is a connection to that and your cycle then completely um, undercuts the idea that, you know, your feelings are just, um, you're at the whim of your feelings and that they're not to be trusted or you're being too emotional or, or, or whatever. It just really kind of, mm. yeah, gives you a bit more to play with. I absolutely love that idea. Um, Go ahead, Bo. Amy and I have a um, regular segment that is irregular um, mm. <laughs> called Kicking Goals. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to ask you, Lucy, this week, this month, whatever, um, what goals have you been kicking? What goals have I been kicking? Well, yeah, so it's like a pat on the back segment. Yeah. <laughs> Just like okay. small. They can be small. Good. Or something worked out. Well, i tell you what happened. So I have just come back from being away. I went away with Dan, Mama Kin, not name-dropping at all. Um, totally name-dropping. Totally name-dropped. <laughs> Shameless. And so I flew to Broome um, peak premenstrual. I think I was like day 28 or something. And then um, on day one we left Broome and we drove back to Perth and so I was really 
just given this golden opportunity to completely, you know, just do what I needed to do as well as being in a van and sleeping in a bed with Dad every night. And, Were you sleeping um, in a bed with Mama Kin? I was. I was in bed with Mama Kin, that's right. Um, it's a delightful experience. And so, yeah, she was she was um, like day 14 when we met up and I was like day 28. And so it just it was so nice because I could really feel like I don't need to drive here. I can just kind of go along with the Dan show and that's cool. Yeah, because um, she can do double time on everything. She can do double time at the worst of times. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was... It was really nice to kind of just go, cool, I'm, I'm not driving. I'm just going to find some little pockets for myself. I had a couple of afternoons on Cable Beach, you know, where you go there and you hire like an umbrella and a, a bed. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I didn't know that either. Yeah. But you can just walk up there and pay $10 and have like a day bed on the beach with an umbrella. And so I did that two days in a row and I had that kind of premenstrual headache that sometimes I get. Um, and it doesn't really go away until I get my period. And I was, you know, I had my book and it was just so great to be like, I am just nailing my pre-menstrual life right now. And and then and feeling how that then really set me up for this nice bleed. And, um, yeah, it was so nice to just have, you know, no distraction of domesticity and have this opportunity to really just be in my body and, you know, to, to, yeah, lie on the ground and watch the stars and swim in the river and do all the things. And then there was a day, I think it was like day six, day seven, um, and we'd been on the road for a while and, um, and I had my first coffee of the trip. I don't, I'm not, I'm a sort of fake coffee drinker, but every now and again I do it and it's a really big deal for me. And so I had a coffee and I did the dishes and I got a bit of water on the floor and then I got an old tea towel and I was like sort of dancing on the floor, doing a little mop of the van and then I got the dishcloth and I started kind of wiping down the dashboard because of this red dust and and then I was like just tessellating and organising and then I was like, oh, my God, I've just realised I can put my, my bag over the over the seat and then that's kind of like a little nightstand and, and I was putting on a headscarf and then I put on some lipstick to go into the gorge, into the into Karajini. And she was like kind of day 20 and, I, and, she, and she was like, I'm really seeing you shift. Like I'm really seeing, I'm really conscious of this, this shift. And, I, and it was like, yeah, it was so cool to feel like I'd been banking all this energy and connection to nature and, you know, just this really elemental time of lighting fires and collecting firewood. And, um, yeah, Dan, Dan really gave me some serious fire-making tutelage which has been sorely lacking in my life um and at first you know that is a goal kicked it was such a goal kick and it was like at first it was like every night there was sort of like a new lesson you know like okay you gotta think about this and think about that and you gotta get your firewood and um you know and then by the end of it um you know we were just seeing firewood everywhere and and I think it was her idea. It probably was her idea, Dan, if you're listening, was your idea to get a rope and then like lasso it over the like dead firewood that's like still stuck to the tree. 
Um, but there was this one night where she was like, okay, it's do you want really to be? really MacGyver. It was so MacGyver. I, I was like hunting firewood and, you know, but she was like, you know, the, the boss of the fire and I was kind of allowed to do things to it. But then there was one night where she was like, okay, um, do you want to do the fire tonight and I'll make the dinner? And I was like, oh, my God, okay, yeah. And then she said, I don't, I, look, I've been thinking about the lasso idea and I think we should probably do it together in case you pull something down on you. And I was like, yeah, that's what she thinks. I'm totally taking the lasso. I was like, I'll be careful. And so I took the rope and I made this like little bommy knocker on the end and I was like lassoing it over and I, I felt like, I was going to say Rex Hunt. I don't know if I felt like Rex Hunt, but I was like, you know, ripping off limbs and just, you know, fully in that pre-ovulatory, like, I am strong. I'm using my body weight to, like, wrestle with this tree and, like, I just feel like I've changed. I don't know if you can tell, but, um, yeah, I feel like I could survive now. Um, That's bucket list level, kicking goals. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for letting me share that. That is very high level. Uh, Thank you so much for today, Lucy. We really appreciate it. And and I think a lot of our Soul Traders crew will really enjoy this and we'll put a bunch of show notes um, about your book, about your podcast, about all the awesome things that you do. Um, And, yeah, again, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. Namaste. And also, like, I mean, I just think it's such a great conversation to keep going, not literally right now. I am day 11 and could probably keep going. But just like I'm so interested to hear, yeah, if anything comes of this from from your listeners and other people that you interview about what they do because we're all so different and, and our cycles are so mm. different and, you know, we have struggles with different different parts and so, so yeah, long may we circle. I'd like to hear cycle. about that too from listeners without, mm. I think, removing the shame barrier um and I think that's you know for me that's something Lucy that your work has definitely um worked I think to start to really deeply remove all of the personal shame that women uh carry around their menstrual cycles so um my thank you uh, not just from me but you know from uh, you know, for my kids. Women can't. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's important been, work. Uh, it's been massive. So thank you so much. And thank um, you. Thanks for having talk to me, you soon. legends. See you later. If you enjoyed this episode, please mention it to your friends or share it on Instagram using the hashtag Soul Traders Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you like to listen. You can search Soul Traders Podcast Community on Facebook and find us on our home turf of Instagram as Amy Snook and Bo Wong with an underscore between each letter. All original music for Soul Traders Podcast is composed and performed by our podcast producer, Dingo Spender. Mm-hmm.